Everyone needs a strategic reset from time to time in order to take things to the next level. In this episode, we explore your personal drivers and ambitions, common frustrations in growing a business and the digital capabilities you need to shift the game in your favor. Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every week I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching, or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing, and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. I'm often asked, how do leverage strategies help people move to the next level of business growth? How can something like leverage in your business enhance your life? Well, here we explore some of the answers. If you feel you're made for more than the constant struggle to get clients and deliver projects, and if you're frustrated by the limitations of operating solely as a consulting practice, this episode will be your kickoff point for thinking about the strategy, setup and systems you need to take your business to the next level. The power of leverage starts with understanding the opportunity that comes from leveraging your expertise, time and skill set within the context of growing a consulting practice. While operational improvements are important for good business performance and financial improvements for profitability, only innovation can help you respond to future trends or push your business income up a level. These are key pivot points in your leveraged strategy. There are many stages of business growth where people tend to get stuck at an income level. In your career, perhaps you have a similar story to me, one of chasing dreams alongside the feeling of pushing something really heavy up a steep hill and a little voice that has been nagging away at you as well, saying you're worth more than you're earning. So you keep going. Let's see if any of the following statements resonate for you. You have a bigger vision for your success than your current consulting or coaching work is delivering for you. You know that something isn't right with your strategy for how you're marketing yourself and to whom. You need more clarity in your professional identity, brand messaging and or business plan. You're overwhelmed with being busy building your business and want to learn ways to work smarter, not harder. You want to repackage what you offer and learn how to do digital marketing that actually generates good clients consistently. You know that today's digital and global audience offers an opportunity to leverage your time and expertise and you're looking for ideas and guidance. You want to make a bigger impact and earn what you're worth. If any of the above applies to you, then here's some things that may provide vital insights and exercises to help steer your thinking and planning in the right direction. This is one of the major reasons why I started this podcast, to be able to give these insights outside of my book and outside of my own personal coaching and consulting clients. Over the hundreds of business reviews that I've undertaken, whether in the private or non-profit sector, similar frustrations and problems come to light that have reasonably straightforward remedies with the right strategy, systems and support in place. 
So let's look at solving the root cause of frustrations. My mentoring work has focused on helping consultants, coaches, and other service-orientated businesses to surface the root causes of these common frustrations and problems. We dive into aspects of their business design or revenue model that are potentially limiting their momentum or growth. In some cases, the weak link was a lack of clarity around what they do. Even people in business for years who feel the market has shifted because it's harder to get clients. For others, the bottleneck was a poor sales process or inflexible service delivery model. Many solo professionals and small consulting firms struggle to build a truly lucrative and fulfilling enterprise because they lack the right strategic business model. Most consultants are offering a very broad spectrum of support using very traditional business development practices to find and pursue clients and limiting themselves to local clientele. Most are delivering an exhausting range of face-to-face, one-on-one or done-for-you services to the point where there's little leverage or scalability in the business model. With leverage consulting and a leveraged business, attracting new clients comes down to how successfully you align your brand positioning with the needs of your target market. While it's also about how well you can systematize your consulting or coaching process in order to scale your business operation, in some ways that's more straightforward. In a series of workshops that I ran a few years back for a group of supposedly successful business advisors, the number one challenge consultants and coaches faced was inconsistency in their income. Various frustrations attest to this one problem. I summarized the 10 most common ones in a list and held a secret ballot for the groups to see which resonated most. In every workshop, all of the participants could identify with at least the first half of the list. Most talked about the constant struggle to win business and work with great clients. Others talked about income ceilings and cost per client acquisition. So listen, here's the 10 most common frustrations in my list um, that come up as you build and grow an expert service business. Number one, you're not getting enough inquiries, but don't really know how to do effective lead generation. For example, making your website work for you. Number two, when you do get inquiries, people don't seem to see the value in what you do or feel inspired to take action. So you hear a lot of, let me think about it, or I can't afford it. Number three, you know your stuff and that you can help your clients, but just can't seem to get your message across without feeling like you're selling, which feels a bit icky. Number four, you're fed up buying cold leads or appointments where you end up justifying, convincing, chasing the prospect to work with you, which feels uncomfortable and desperate. Number five, to get more clients, you take on less than ideal people or discount your fees and end up with clients who aren't fully committed and so don't get the best results, which means you don't get great testimonials. Number six, you want to develop clear, tangible services that are straightforward to deliver, i.e. they offer great value to your clients without overwhelming them, but you're confused what to create or where to start. Number seven, you're juggling too many moving parts, ideas or options. Working with clients has taken over your life and you can't fit any more hours into your day, which leads to a feeling of overwhelm, procrastination or paralysis by analysis. Number eight, 
You'd actually love to have fewer but better clients who pay you more and can't see how to make that pricing shift. Number nine, you're focusing on closing sales rather than attracting clients, which is exhausting and feels unprofessional. And number 10, you want to specialize but have a fear of loss when considering niching your business compared to serving a wider audience. This is actually one of the hardest concepts to get about marketing. Let's face it, most independent consultants have zero leverage in their business. They are buying leads and sales appointments, doing calls, holding meetings and delivering client work one-to-one rather than one-to-many through group events and programs. This isn't helped by the fact that most consultants' business websites are not designed to sell either. They're just glorified CVs. There's little point working tirelessly to bring prospects to your website if you don't make a clear call to action or offer. You have no means of capturing visitors' contact details or no structure to following up with them. And even if you do get a prospective client to call you to book a consult call, you're unlikely to sign them up if you don't have a framework for that call or you don't have anything tangible to offer. A lack of structure and leverage punches massive holes in your business performance. Yet from my consulting work doing website reviews for small businesses, I see it all the time. So here's a quick fire checklist for you. Is your website or social media sites giving you a vehicle for engaging your audience? Does it have a compelling brand message and generate leads for you? If you're capturing contact details, how watertight is your follow-up and enrollment process? Do you know how many clicks you need to acquire one new client and what that means to you in time and money terms? In my experience, most of the challenges consultants face in producing consistent revenue is linked to ineffective marketing to attract the right clients and or low profitability of what you're offering. A consultant may be great at what they do, but have poor understanding of the psychology of buying or of sales processes and pricing strategies. They may be enthusiastic and know how to engage their target audience in the subject matter, but closing the deal feels pushy, embarrassing and uncomfortable. Quite often, offering a discount or undercutting the competitor consulting rates eases the conversation about money, but it's not really the best solution. It's not really a solution at all. The big consulting firms have business development and marketing teams to set things up. But if you're self-employed or a small firm, the whole lot is usually all down to you. So you really don't want to be eating into your profit margins. So what's needed is to create a nurturing pathway for your potential customers and clients. As you probably know, when you're on the buying end yourself, investing in a high-end service or program is a big commitment. It's unlikely to happen from a standing start, which is why having a good relationship building process in place is so crucial. Your marketing must nurture your visitor's interest, build trust and goodwill, and move them through a structured process of increasing commitment. This is most times referred to as your funnel, pipeline or ladder as a metaphor for your prospecting process. At the outset, people hear about you, 
opt into your list and stay in your marketing process until they decide it's not for them and leave or they commit and take the next step. Ultimately, if they keep taking steps, it ends up in a sale or a sign up. Your goal is to take someone by the hand so they always know what to do next. Keeping a good level of attention is also important. This is partly about putting the structure in place, but a large part of effective marketing is down to producing good copy. How you set out and write your promotional material and web pages, including how you use text fonts, images and other media. The aim is to be attractive and engaging to the people who are a good fit for your high-end service, product or program, your perfect people if you like, and to move them seamlessly and gracefully to the point of contract, purchase or procurement, i.e. sales. The profitability of what you sell is determined partly by your pricing and partly by how leveraged your service delivery is. Let's say you win a client, how much are they worth to you in revenue or lifetime customer value terms? Offering a high-end service can be great because you only need a handful of clients to earn a five-figure a month income and you may get at least one repeat contract with the same clients. But many service providers get stuck in a typical time-based agency type model where you're only offering one-to-one and done-for-you services or projects. Trading time for money puts a ceiling on your revenue unless you put up your fees or duplicate yourself with partners or associates. I've tried both strategies and it's great for income, but it's not so great for your free time. So as for the title of this podcast, I'm all about solving problems with leverage strategies. Leverage business strategies will help if you're experiencing any of the following. Inconsistent client flow. So you don't have enough leads coming in and at times or often you doubt yourself or feel overwhelmed by all the different options to market your business to get more clients consistently. Ineffective marketing. You're spending time and money on advertising that you can't afford in order to generate leads because you aren't marketing yourself effectively to magnetically attract your most ideal clients to you. Poor sales and profitability. Maybe you just don't like the idea of selling yourself or your services. Maybe it's a question of how selling feels to you personally, perhaps self-worth or even self-doubt. Not wanting to blow your own trumpet, or maybe you just aren't sure what to say. Another one is poor operational performance. Your business depends entirely or too much on you as the owner, and you know you need to learn how to leverage your time and automate some of your key business processes and maybe bring some other people in to help you. And then there's a lack of time and freedom. Your income is based solely on trading time for money, working one-on-one with clients and making sales customer by customer. So you're perhaps finding it tough to know how to turn your current business into a profitable and sustainable enterprise. One way you can streamline and scale so you increase your revenue whilst gaining more lifestyle freedom. Okay, so let's do an instant health check on your business right now. For each of the problems but I've just gone through and I'll read the headlines again in a mo. I want you to score yourself zero to five where you are right now, where zero means you aren't experiencing this problem. And five means this is the exact situation that you currently find yourself stuck in. Okay. So the headlines were inconsistent client flow, ineffective marketing, poor sales and profitability, poor operational performance, 
and lack of time and freedom. So it's kind of like one of those symptom sorters. So uh, pick the one that you're feeling the real pinch on right now. If you scored three or more on any of these situations, then you would undoubtedly welcome a solution. And as you go through some of the episodes um, in this podcast, try to spot the leverage points that can stop the above situations arising. As we move into some of the deeper aspects of leveraged business, we'll be looking to pinpoint the critical levers to work on in your business. I want you to know with confidence where you should make changes that improve the situation dramatically for you. To exit the revenue roller coaster, let's go back to the three pieces of a fully leveraged strategy highlighted in episode five, where we looked at using 90 day plans to put some of the necessary systems in place. I want you to see the bigger picture so you can understand how you can resolve the major frustrations for running and growing your business. No matter what your preferred operational model is, digital or face to face or a blend of the two. It's hard to grow and scale your business significantly without leverage in these three areas, marketing, sales and delivery. With marketing, it's all about being visible or well differentiated in the marketplace and or having a compelling message and irresistible content to drive your lead generation and build a targeted list. With your sales, it's about having a structured process for enrolling and onboarding clients. It avoids feeling clumsy, inefficient and ineffective at that important point of transaction. About delivery, it's really a means to be flexible in how you serve your clients. That is the method and format by which you help them achieve a result they want. Remember, as we talked about in the 90-day business plans in episode five, at the heart of all of the outer three pieces of the puzzle is you. If you're not clear on your professional identity and or niche, that's definitely something to work on. You need to be really clear about what you do, what you're about, what you stand for, who you help and what your big goals are. If you're not there with all that foundation stuff, it makes every other piece incredibly hard work and ineffective. And that's what's behind much of the frustrations, confusion and overwhelm, because without the clarity on these core elements, you can't really see the path to do any of the rest. And believe me, you've got to trust me on this, because I spent a long time with a big bucket of spaghetti, just trying to work out what my strands were. And it's Really important work to do, but it did take me rather a long time because I had so many different things, um, different moving parts um, of my business. And it was really important that I focus just on one thing. So um, if you want to take your business to the next level of growth and what's possible for you, you need to do the internal work and create solid foundations to build upon. It will really make everything else flow much, much easier for you. And a lot of those common frustrations will start to lift because they're really built on top of or they sit on top of these underlying root cause issues. In addition to the practicalities, in many cases, it means we have to tackle our deep set ideas about money and profit. We need to move away from the concept of daily rate or billable hours because it imposes limits on what we feel the market will pay comparative to our competitors. 
and we need to overcome any fears concerning the complexity of the transformation required to step up to the next level of revenue growth. Again, it's internal work that's incredibly important because it provides, when you get it right, it really provides the springboard. And I think that's where mentoring and masterminds really come into play when you get on a program where you have that kind of mindset support as well as the practical implementation support. When you get those hand in hand, you really can springboard um, and and make those 90-day projects work really, really well. The most important part of creating a highly profitable business is how much time you're spending on what relative to how much income you're making. So in a leveraged business, really, you're not spending much time to keep thing, keep the machinery going relative to the amount of profits you're making from the work that you're doing and the services that you're providing. The first steps I tackle in my book, Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age, are all about doing that real important groundwork. I spend quite a bit of time on this in the early chapters because that foundation work really supports you to get your next level growth strategy into place. We'll look at leveraging you in a future episode so that you can see where picking your genius zone and niching down is where some of the first biggest solutions start. Let me know your thoughts so far on next level business growth using leverage strategies and digital capability. Hop on over to my Facebook group, The Leverage Living Club, links in the show notes and join in the conversation. Till the next time. And I really hope that you've enjoyed this and that you've got some inspiration to look at practical and mindset ways that you can take your business to the next level. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Business Podcast. Want to create leverage in your business? Did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.